Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that, when dining out with the upper crust, remembers that the fork goes to the left and the spoon goes to the right. Mmm, yes! <laughs> My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're celebrating this year's Nerdoween by programming and consuming our annual fictional 24-hour marathon. And whether you've asked your dentist, is it safe or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your dining etiquette hole. Uh, and you can find us dining on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is indeed on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and foodie shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, October 14th, if you live in the Kansas City area, uh, just head on over to Screenland.com, where they will have your foodie shenanigans taken care of uh, indoors and virtually. And on the Friday, this episode releases. Oh, look out, Jack. Chucky's back. Our latest Friday Night Fright is the one that launched everything. Yes. Uh, a movie franchise. A TV series, mm -hmm. uh, merchandising, 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 action figures, remakes, reboots. I mean, it's this unreal. if you because you have to count Curse and Cult because oh, it's it's part of the real canon, the, the canon, right? Yes. Plus, you have to include the TV series. So he's like about nine movies. It's in? unreal. And, yeah, and, and the thing is, master Don Mancini has had this wonderful creative control over that, and he keeps. He's evolving. He's yeah. adapting. Yeah. And making himself and relevant. That's in the time how you make a good franchise yes. last. That's what like I hope like um some of these other franchises like they take kind of <laughs> Halloween starting to do with the same thing, you know, but you can't top the OG. No. And I'm anxious to see it up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got Chris Sarandon, so his uh, not his first uh, collaboration with one Tom Holland. And, of course, you know, you've got Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif, Charles Lee Ray. So Just, good, so yep. good. But then look Grant at me the soul, I beg of you. Yeah, no, Dave fucking Ball. it's oh, rad. Good Lord. Rad. And actually, you always forget the opening of the movie when, like, the lightning strike hits. It's cool. And it's so over the top. Yes, and Brad Dourif just being his creepiness. Yeah. So good. So good. Yep. So, uh, but then looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright is where we indeed get to celebrate one of the masters of horror whose filmography is varied. Mm -hmm. And it's great because everyone knows Tobey Hooper mm -hmm. for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But as we have explored... Life Force, Eaten Alive. Eaten Alive was probably one of my favorite surprises. And I Me think too. that was like... Was that our first Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament? Well, yeah. 
I'm yeah. pretty sure because 2017 was when we started. So yeah, so we've had some nice surprises with him, but even better are these films that you forget that he did that are still effective, mm-hmm. still creepy, and we're going to be celebrating 1981's The Fun House. I can't wait. I love shitty carnival horror. I love <laughs> shitty carnivals in general. I mean, like... I love it. You throw a shitty carnival, you already have to worry about carnies and, and yokels, right? Then you throw in a freak. Fuck yeah. But a sympathetic freak. A very sympathetic freak. A and, very sympathetic. And, and you be- feel bad because you're like, well, ah. So I will say this. Um, if anyone that shows up to Friday Night Frights, you know, we put together a pre-show. If ever Siskel and Ebert have a an, a segment on one of the, the movies that we we you know are screening and, and how deplorable it is. You I know it's going to be it, right. Here's the thing though, I I don't want to shock anyone, but I'm going to be closing rather than opening with a Siskel and Ebert thing. Oh, just leave it at that. Oh, leave it at that. It okay. is going to be a good good time. All and speaking right. of a good time, Shocktober continues. Mm-hmm. It's assault on your senses, and the week of I should say from Friday October 14th to the 20th. A number of amazing movies. In fact, from 1987, a movie that we adore, a movie that we both agree is very adult, and apparently a movie that's very hard to get the rights to, so to see it theatrically like this is going to be a blast. Uh, Such sights to show you, genius. Mm -hmm. No tears. It's a waste of good suffering. And again, speaking of an OG, the OG Hellraiser. Dude, Hellraiser is tight. Hellraiser is the shit. I remember being freaked out when I was little, but not getting any of it. But the practical effects, fucking Frank coming up out of the thing. Bob Keen and all those cats, the special effects. Here's the thing. Yes, Hellraiser, Doug Bradley, the Cenobite stole the show. But people forget how fucking vile and scary and creepy Frank is. Come to daddy. You know, well, and just then you forget about how wonderful Julia is and her journey in parts one and two. Oh yeah, Julia needs to be up there with one of the great like fucking villains because you just wanted her to die and get her comeuppance from the get. And when she later on in the sequel, when she does die and get her comeuppance, she's even worse. The, so the it's fact <laughs> that she, you know, Christy pulls a, a Doctor Lecter, yeah. in that one is phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, please come and check that out now. Also. The fact that we just, our last Friday Night Fright was a remake of a Japanese horror film. Mm -hmm. Well, here uh, this week, you're going to get to see an OG Japanese horror film. And typically, if we dip our toe into any kind of film that's coming from the 70s. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to get weird. Things are going to, it it got weird. It got weird. It got weird. It gets really weird with 1977's Haosu. It gets beyond weird. I mean, we've seen some weird shit in like in other 70s movies but 70s japanese and it was even weird then and to the japanese back then they're like okay this is pretty weird and so <laughs> but it is wonderfully weird it's so it's, great you could almost Highly argue entertaining it's, it's enter- would you say it's gateway horror for kids because it's so over the top and cartoonish. And you've got a slew of youngsters. But especially if those kids are the anime loving kids. Oh, interesting. You that know, would make sense. If they're if they're the anime, if they're raised on on the cuz like for example, Shorty, she's an anime kid, okay. right? Cuz my brother loves anime and passing then it down. passing it down. So like 
yeah, this would be like she would be even though she's like 12, she'd be like, what the fuck? You know, I don't think there's a human alive that can watch this movie without saying what the fuck without once. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, it is fun. It's weird. Uh, some say how Godzilla was a reaction to the, uh, you know, um, the, the, the nuclear bombing. They also say sometimes this is a reaction of, you know, multiple generations after the fact. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's been going into that. Now, something, <laughs> and speaking of stuff that's uh, been remade, uh, a la The Ring, from 1999, the remake of The House on Haunted Hill. I like that one. That one is a lot of fun. That and one is when great. We that talked, whole Dark Castle stuff is great. A nice little run they had mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the remakes themselves, because it was in 2003, that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake hit, and that's when everything. So they were well. Then that's about the time they were starting to remake stuff from the seventies, House on Haunted Hill, The Haunting, all sixties William Castle esque. Yeah, and then you go later on. Then you have the still sixties and seventies. You have uh, Hills Have Eyes, all kinds of crazy shit. But no, I love the William Castle Thirteen Ghosts. I remember seeing both Thirteen Ghosts and House on Haunted Hill in the theater, and like loving both of them like but it's very 2000s it's very dated very in the, 2000s. In the best kind of way mm-hmm. the way early 80s films are mid 70s films are but it's got jeffrey rush shiny mcshinerton and it's got famka jansen and chris katan yeah crushing it crushing it as he does right. and then if we're talking anime no uh, rush no monsters uh one that i was not familiar with at all uh one that you said i definitely should be seeking out and if you haven't seen it to seek it out perfect blue perfect blue is slick perfect blue is slick it's it's proper creepy and and it's done in a very unique great storytelling method you have animated horror and you have it just over the top enough where it needs but subtle where it needs to be sure yeah it's wild and again i'm i welcome these the first time viewing experience and especially one if you know my initial concern because of my intimidation from the anime world that's good knowing going in uh now again all of those are going to be playing at screenland during that week and again a number of other new releases will be coming out so we obviously love screenland uh if you would like to love on screenland there's a couple of ways that you can do that all above board uh first of all just go to screenlandonline.com no touching no No touching touching. (laughs) screenlandonline.com where you can rent a number of films from them directly or even better oh my goodness that's Anytime you can do a little AD like that, it just makes the world a better place. Uh, or you can become a member of their film family by heading over to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst their many perks, Genius and I like to contribute a little movie watch party. The cornballer, as seen on TV. I'm crazy about this cornballer. <laughs> Yo soy loco for the cornball. <laughs> Uh, you, you can be crazy and uh, very... The home con- game. <laughs> it is the home game. <laughs> Where we stream two films off of Shudder. And in fact, let's see here. We the, Our last release was a When Animals Attack double feature. Mm-hmm. With kitties and monkeys and we, animal experiments. <laughs> uh, we talked Monkey Shines and Uninvited. Mm-hmm. And then looking forward here in September... Uh, the last Saturday uh, will be on the 29th. Uh, we're going to be streaming both VHS 99 and Deadstream. Mm-hmm. Now, again, all of those are streaming on Shutter. But by joining the film family, you're going to have access to 
the Nightmare Junkhead Home version, where I'd like to think if you can't make it out to Friday Night Frights... We bring Friday Night Frights to you. Which includes a customized pre-show. Kind of like a gore hub instead of a grub hub. Oh, I like that. Copyright. Uh, <laughs> copyright Nightmare Junkhead. <laughs> if it's a great idea. It's a genius. Now, uh, a video introduction by Genius and myself where we give you some proper context, some info and inf- uh, facts about the films, customized trailer for each movie, and of mm-hmm. course, post-film discussion where... <laughs> There'll be a lot to talk about. Always a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if that sounds interesting, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland, but Genius, if we're talking Patreon and film family... A bellies. We also have... Our own weird little corner at Patreon and some members of our film family. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to highlight another one of our tiers. In fact, it's our top tier. Ooh. It is another place. Ooh. Now we- I gotta break out the, the leader hosing for this one. We will again, we will have sledgehammer yes. battles at this point for these folks. Uh, this is our indeed our top tier. Now, with the top tier, you're gonna have access to the content of the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, three days a week, you're going to get about a 10 to 15 minute episode of me reacting to a first time watch. Uh, once a month, Genius and I are going to be talking and reviewing a newly released horror film. Mm-hmm. And or a, two. Or possibly. <laughs> <laughs> what a great time to be alive right exactly. now. Exactly. And of course, then once a month, uh, we are going to be releasing a commentary track. But I think the highlight and the best perk of this top tier is we will also, you can request for us to talk and watch a film. And boy, oh boy, number one, we've had some amazing... Oh, yeah. ...viewings with this, whether they, a lot of them are repeated, but... Some first-timers, and they've been knocking it out of the park. You guys have excellent taste. So I want to give a sh- quick shout-out to all of the folks on this top tier. Uh, Bobby, Charles, Brian, JT... Rod, Jesse, Marie, Michelle, and Tim. You are all fucking rad. And listen, Night of the Demons 2, as much as we love Night of the Demons, as much of that is part of the foundation of our friendship. We never seen two. And yet, here we go, like, hey, check out two. We think you'll like it. And spot on. Aces. Charles killed it with that one. Aces. Aces. All the way up to when we watched for the first time, the Undertaker and his pals. Whenever there's a party, I never second guess. For better or worse, introduced right. it into the lexicon. And then even beyond that, uh, vicious fun. Something new. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, too. <laughs> so we've been, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people that are at this tier, if anything, again, amazingly rad as they are, I think they kind of know where our sensibilities lie. Mm-hmm. They know where they can appease us easily. Yeah. But then also kind of challenge us as well, which is a lot of fun with that. And I like, you know what? I like the fact that like we like say, hey, we're, we're showing that we're, we, the, we're our picks. We're not steering you wrong. And it's the reciprocality. Like, mm-hmm. hey, cool. Let's show you something that we think you like. I love it. It's just that whole like symbiotic relationship. It's so slick. Again, bringing the horror community a little closer together. That's why you pallies are important and fucking rad. And I'd like to think we have a tier for every fear, be it mm-hmm. the squid diddly, the I've seen that, the another time. Another place. So if that sounds interesting, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Join the film family. Become, mm-hmm. become rad. Mm-hmm. 
And speaking of rad, uh, we do a lot of things that have become yearly, yearly <laughs> occurrences. That's a that's a weekly occurrence. You'll never pick the. It's not going to be picked up on the microphone. Nice. But Biscuit is doing he his. Is, he is having a ball between that and the little gargoyle toy. Oh, he loves those little gargoyle toys. Yeah, he's living it up. He's living it up. But that's daily with 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 Biscuit. But with us, we've slowly but surely, you know, three hundred and sixty some odd episodes in. We've established some yearly traditions, mm-hmm. be it every March, the madness I'm, kicks in. Madness begins. Uh, well, be every it, January, the madness starts. Well, it, so. Yeah, that's a yearly thing. <laughs> that's on the fiscal calendar. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, obviously, in December, you know, we celebrate all things holiday horror. Mm-hmm. But in October. Oh, it, it, it's indeed the most wonderful time of the year. And it is through the creation of this podcast, and again, the many friends we've been able to make, acquaintances, connections, that we've been lucky enough, now eight years running, to program and host a little thing called Nerdoween. And if we're talking about it almost in present tense, it means... Now, now it's, it's time, time for Nerdoween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween. Now it's time for Nerdoween. Time for dinner. That's right, kids. It's time. It's time. Grab your appetites. Grab your forks. Grab your spoons. And don't forget your napkins. And make sure you come on down because it's time for the marathon. It's time to begin. Let's eat. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Our eighth Nerdoween horror movie marathon. Nerdoween. Eight, and if if you don't know how <laughs> much we love puns, how much they can influence and direct how we will program something, you don't know the show, you know, right? We're, we're, <laughs> because I think from the get go, I remember when we were talking about the fifth one, you were you were like, well, Christine has that wonderful V and Roman numeral five, we'll do the car. and that's how it like okay, evolved cool. into uh, now killer nouns, yes, and. The idea is we put together three movies. I mean, the Super 7 Cinema, because the alliteration. The alliteration. <laughs> and then From I... a sleazy sci-fi. Uh-huh. And, well, and the whole principle was to put together three movies, and the idea is you do not know the lineup mm-hmm. until we actually reveal what we're watching and then go headfirst into it. And it's always, hopefully, established some mystery behind the you know the the, the lineup peek behind the curtain ish kind of like ooh what's what it could be the but prestige. we <laughs> no no flattened rabbits or doves in this no, case no uh but we always give it a, a theme and a topic to at least give you an idea of what to anticipate possibly mm-hmm. and from the first nerdoween demons was all and quite honestly we're Pretty obvious with our lineup when it comes down to it. But quite honestly, if you were to go to a a movie marathon, you didn't know what the lineup was, and you go Demons, Night of the Demons, and Demon Night. That's a pretty good... That's a slick I would have liked to have seen that. I would like to have seen that. And what was great was this started at Screenland Tapcade. Which R.I.P. One for the homies. It was a COVID casualty, yeah. and now it, but it continues to live and thrive at Screenland Armor. Mm-hmm. But we, from the get go, were shocked at so many new faces. Yeah, from that first one that established that are now film family members. Julie, yeah. Rob, Julie from the get go was one of. She was at our first Nerdoween mar- horror movie mm-hmm. marathon. I was like, "You're dark humor girl," and to the point, like they're friends. Yeah. 
and the Topeka Cats. Oh my God! It <laughs> the war. It's so many again memories made through this. And yeah. Again, thanks to Adam and everyone involved with Screenland for letting us do this and having this yearly thing to look forward to to program from the film strip of the Dance Macabre. Mm-hmm. Again, yearly traditions. This is an October feel good, look forward to, and then immediately when it stops. Immediately looking forward to the next one. Yep. You know, we're, we're already on that. But that being said, as much fun as we have with the three movies, and again, some people say it's not a marathon, it's a triple feature, it's fine. fine. Whatever, semantics. Exactly. I'm exhausted by the time we're done with three movies. <laughs> You're right. And now, sometimes, in fairness, there's been times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home and watch another movie, you know? So, because you're still younger than me. You enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> but when we look then and we look towards other, um, uh, you know, theaters that also put together on marathons and so forth, there are still a number of them that put on 24 hour marathons. Keeping that old school spirit alive. Yeah. Ours is more of a race than anything than a marathon, truly. <laughs> yeah. We're going to sprint real quick. We're going to we show you three some movies. hurdles, you know. Boom, 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 boom. There you go. Have a good time. But, and it's one of those things, again, the older I get, the the more I realize, I don't know if I could do that. I would have to prepare my body like a week before with some sort of regimen and then probably have an aftercare thing for a week after if I even was thinking about doing it. Oh, I'd try it. Oh, I would definitely try it. Depends on depends on like the theme or depends on the movie and depend you know. Well, and a lot of them are kind of like us. You don't know what the lineup is. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure. Okay, I'm going to sleep on this one. You and that's like, oh, I'm going to eat on this one. I'm, oh, I'm going to not eat on this one. And that's just it. It's like you know figuring out when can you take that nap. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I know a lot of them program with that thought in mind. So that's when you'll get. The really weird films when a lot of people will be dozing in and out. Yeah. And so the concept is, is when you doze in and you're like, what am I watching? What did I walk into? <laughs> uh, but we kind of love the thought of that. And we're like, well, what if we instead of three movies, what if we did a 24 hour movie marathon? And we then were like, we wouldn't do it in reality, but we can do it for the show. We can program it. And again, I will give a shout out to Patrick Bromley and F this movie. You know, he's been putting on fictional 24-hour movie marathons on the website all the time. Mm -hmm. And we've had him on. He schooled us, by the way, if you go back to that episode, because he knows what he does when it comes to those. And we've just kind of run with it. And to the point that every year we do Nerdoween, we're going to then program a fictional 24-hour movie marathon. And now the whole premise is it starts usually about noon on a Saturday to close noon on a Sunday to take that trip, to take that journey. Mm-hmm. And that being said, sometimes the the themes are similar to what we're doing for Nerdoween. Yeah. Uh, I think last year we actually did it all built on like Friday Night Fright films. Yeah, it was something like that. The ones that we yeah. haven't seen or we wish listers yeah. on that. But this time we went with the theme of Nerdoween. Eight. <laughs> Again, all... All uh, things from, consumption, all things food. And when you think about food and horror, I mean, oh my goodness, there's there's a lot. There was a lot to choose from. So narrowing it down to like, and that's just it for you've this got, marathon. You've got literal food. You've got the cannibal route. You've right. got things being eaten. You have you can throw zombies in there. You can oh, throw hunger. I mean, you, there's a wide berth with food. And what we like to do is almost kind of like an Into the Mouth of March Madness, where we 
we show our work. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, there might be entries in our list that we have to explain. Exp- yes. Uh, and that's, to me, the fun of this. Now, that being said, we're going to go uh, film by film. Now, we have decided, because we're nerds and we would probably do this if we were programming right. anyway, is occasionally a pre-show, intermission stuff, movie clips that you can include, but more importantly, two trailers to lead mm-hmm. into the screening of the films. And sometimes it's nerd knowledge, where if you combine the trailers, you get, get the... this. Sometimes it's like, hey, this is in the same franchise. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's like, all right, the, from the person who brought you... It, no. You get a Samuel Bronkowitz in there, mm-hmm. we're good. And yeah. again, it's the exact kind of same stuff we do at Friday Night Frights, at Nerdoween. It's to enhance the eventual movie itself, because the right. movie is the main reason we're here. This is That's the main course. Yeah. Now, see, this is an all-you-can-eat buffet. The little pre-shows and trailers, those are just your appetizers. Question, when you're at the buffet... Do you have certain segments of the plate where things kind of have their own area, or will you just slop everything together? No, but no to both. So what I do is when I go to a buffet, I first take a quick round to see what they have. I know this sounds terrible, but right, I take a quick round to see what they have. I'm like, okay, you know, you're that's, preparing. That's the cold plate, so I can put that stuff. So I would have like a little like a an appetizer plate type thing. Okay. And then I'd have my main course plate, and then I would have like maybe my soup cup or something. That's fair. And so they would all be separated. I would have all my courses there, all separated, but like together. Sure. Because like on the same cold plate, you would have different things. It's a big dance party that everyone can possibly interact. Right, right, right. That's fair. No, okay, I'm very conscious of like i've got a chicken area i've got the beef area the seafood area the rice area the vegetable area and then a lot of the sauces are kind of interchangeable anyway but then i'll do like you said i will go with like the make sure i've got my uh, my soup but then i'll also carry the extra bowl for the little crispy things as well yeah so oh, yeah yeah you again have the crispy things in the soup procedure preparation it all goes into preparing mm-hmm. a meal in like this a case. good meal yes. yeah yes. you got to prepare the dish the so, sauce makes the dish the sauce ma- and by the way i'll just i just want to say that is the first f- freeze that is from waxwork on that side which was our part of our third no second, second. sadly anthology uh-huh in fact it opened our second nerd yeah how many how many uh, how much o'keefe miles o'keefe so <laughs> Would you like to start, uh, kick things off? Sure. Let's okay. go ahead. So if we're going to start at noon, um, one thing that we like to do is, again, like Wu-Tang, we're for the children, right? So we want to make sure, you know, not the not crazy shit. I'm not going to throw in anything hardcore. You're not starting with Silent Night, Deadly Night? No, no, no. Don't fuck with us, man, right? <laughs> that comes later, actually. But, um, no. So my pre-show, I open up, I have some vintage um, commercials and shit, right, of food and whatnot, like the haunted Happy Meal toys and shit. Okay, I remember like those little, little chicken nuggets, little vampire chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm, exactly. But then my pre-show, it's about 10, 15 minutes long. It's the Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror, Hungry or the Damned, where they're abducted by aliens, and then it's that whole play on to serve man. Ah, yes, yes. So that's Classic, classic, classy. That's my pre-show. Okay, so we're going to kick things off with the bang. We're going to... My first trailer is Critters 1. Okay. Okay. My second trailer is Critters 3. 
So opening up with food, opening up with consumptions. Hey, little buddies, come gather around. This here's the very best eating in town. The hungry heifer is the place to be. Lips back and good. You can take it from me. Critters motherfucking two opens the show. Talking memories made. This year's Panic Fest. Fuck yeah! When you and Mick Garris got you basically <laughs> again. No, that's that's authentic. A that was duet, pure joy. a fucking duet of, with the, of the hungry heifer. And for him to know the love of Critters too, we've actually provided a commentary for Critters two on the main feed. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies. It's got so much going for it, even with Eddie Deason, you know, yeah. to take into account for it. Takes everything from the first film. Blows it up to 11 mm-hmm. and is a nice continuation of everything. It is. I saw it in the theater like two or three times. That's unreal. And at, at least, at least. We did it uh, for Nerds and Nostalgia, Monday Mystery Movie Night. Mm-hmm. It's it's forever it's, linked it's, it's, yeah, to it's the, the podcast. Magic Mystery Midtake. And yep. honestly, it's, it is fairly kid friendly. It is. Cause, and it's involved. There's kids in peril, but yeah. it's PG 13. And, and that's so. just it. And Mick Garris nailed the fine line because there's enough gore in there yeah. just in terms of, especially the giant critter ball and then the, the reveal and of the, the skeleton the skeleton and then the oh. fucking easter bunny jumping in the guy's zip zipper fly just destroying everything it's great it's hilarious. easter bunny through the, the window the, mm. through the sermon easter mm. sunday sermon chef's kiss yes my, uh, good, well so i'm going i guess fairly obvious because i'm going to my pre-show is going to simply be <laughs> the first episode of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. The, the cartoon? The cartoon. With John Aston as Dr. Frankenfurter. You are a fan, I see. Uh-huh. Well, I you... watched that. I had some of the puppets. I had the the general talking one, and I had the snake one where you could like put water, you could put it in water and, it and shoot it was venom. Oh, they're a fucking rat. I liked the cartoon. I'm that... glad I'm glad you're going to be enjoying that. Well, then, my trailer reels simply consist of Cherry Falls and Attack of the Killer Donuts, and I'm going to take a little bit of a veer because I've seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, mm-hmm. but I've never seen Return of the Killer Tomatoes. So we are kicking things off with Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Nice. That's what the cartoon is based on. And Ooh. then part three is actually the Killer Tomatoes Eat France. Wait, there's a part three? Uh-huh. And I've seen them all. Okay, now I've not seen Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Is it good? It's campy is it, fun. Is it, and I assumed kid-friendly. It's a pilot for the cartoon. Okay, so that... Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So... Kids are going to have fun. You're going to have fun. I will have fun. And then part three is the live action cartoon. Perfect. Well, so. I, I didn't veer. Well, or maybe did I veer. So I think two great ways to kick off the marathon. So at two o'clock, genius, what's going on? Two o'clock Saturday afternoon, you're looking for something fun, right? And so I'm thinking, let's keep this kind of pseudo kid friendly fun horror action going on. So my trailers is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then Tourist Trap because it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. We're going to Motel Hell. That is a fun horror movie. So let's just do this. In case of double programming, Mm -hmm. let me just say this. You're a monster. (laughs) I wouldn't even put this near near family friendly. This is more horror comedy. The you're gonna terrorize some kids with a ah, ah. They're gonna <laughs> well, because see, one I of get, the first times I saw it was on a Saturday. It was Commander <laughs> USA Groovy Movies. It was two after o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, cool. I'll watch it. You know, yeah, it was the edited version. But here I go unedited. If these kids, 
If your kids and you're in this horror movie, you know it's going to be some R-rated shit. Because if you can't handle the shit that I'm showing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you are not going to be able to handle the shit that I'm showing at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, so. technically, <laughs> this is your first litmus test film. This is where you might get a few walkouts. Everything else gets darker and weirder from here. Lord. Already an acquired taste. Early on, this early on in the meal, though, Gordon J- Gordon Ramsay's like some of them going, "Damn, you introduced this to." I, so, no, he's got balls. Let me just say this again. This was the one. I, so this one, technically, I was going to show at six o'clock. This was my fourth film, mm-hmm. but I my trailers were the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. And tourist trap. <laughs> so once you started going that, I was like, "No, he's not." Oh, genius! <laughs> no, you know what? Bravo, bravo! Because it's it is funny. Yeah, it's campy. It, it is. continues the camp feel. It is, and like it's 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 scary in like bleh, and the, the the terror. There's not a lot of crazy blood action. No, and even and the fact that fucking um uh um Rory Calhoun scares kids. In like the first opening scenes, it's great. It's great. Oh lord, I, I, I'm having fun. I'm just also side eyeing and doing a little peripheral Fucking viewing of Ball Buster coming out with a pig head. Oh Ball yeah, Buster. I don't find that funny at all. <laughs> so now, I, however, I'm still thinking family friendly, but this is also the the time that I'm transitioning to more adult fare. Again, all's fair in love and war in the first one, but like you, I'm thinking of a older audience potentially but still saying that if they're eight years old we're not freaking them out so that being said i'm going to open up with the trailer for scary stories to tell in the dark nice the newie and return to oz because we're going to take a newer look at a tale old as time with osgood perkins Gretel and Hansel Ooh, bravo and i, I like that movie a lot I figured it would tickle your fancy because I know you are a huge fan of one Osgood Perkins. Yeah. And this was one of those that, from the get-go of seeing the trailer, just being instantly intrigued. She's pulling the, the pigtail out of her mouth, all oh. Pollyanna McIntosh style. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's intense. And the fact that it combines kind of your old-school genre faves with, is it Alice Krieg? Yes. And then their new school ones with uh, what's her bucket oh, from, from it, it? Yeah, who is phenomenal. Yeah, she's in this great movie. in this movie. And it's lush, it's atmospheric, it's a nice twist on the tail, and it feels both modern and old time. Yes, yeah. And I think it's that nice balance that he achieves that he continues to achieve. And the fact that he shows up as the like the asshole assistant AD and nope, <laughs> nope, yeah. Because again, that was like that Bill Duke moment. Like, wait. Is that Osgood Os- Perkins? That Osgood Perkins? He no. looks like his dad. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot like his dad. Uh, we all we all go a little mad sometimes. So yeah, that's the my two o'clock screening. So genius, what are you playing? Uh, your third film here. How how dark are we going now from a uh, from Motel Hell? Now we're getting gross and foreign. Okay. Well, what now? Now context there. That's uh, taken out of context. That sounds that sounds mean. really bad. That sounds really bad. The movie we're going to watch is a foreign film. Fair and enough. It's gross. Fair enough. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and here's the here's the thing. I I have a particular country I'm thinking of, but nope. again, it could be various. So yep. let's what are we delving into? So since we're going to get weird and we're going to get kind of meta, we're going to do a movie that's around the same country. Um The Untamed. 
is a trailer. Is the trailer. Right. Right. I'm already giggling. Even though it's got really nothing to do with the movie, I just wanted to show the trailer for The Untamed. Because right? <laughs> again, you'll hear the... Right? So just kind of throw everybody off. They're like, oh, is this a squiddly diddly movie about right. food? Like, no, that comes later. Oh, right? no. Oh, so, no. Um, the second show, the second uh, thing is the trailer that I have is from the same director. He directed an animated movie called Bird Boy. Right? Now... This movie came out on Netflix, and it's kind of like one of those, not necessarily political thrill. It's like a, basically a prison movie. It's called The Platform. Yes. Yes. Where basically every, oh. yeah, it is fucked oh, up. Yeah. Oh. It is fucked oh. up. And it is a gross movie. Because basically what it is is there's this big ass long prison, and it's like a vertical prison. 100 stories high, right? And on each story, there's two people. They put all this wonderful, glorious food at the top. Immaculately crafted and created. The most mouth-watering, delicious food. And then they go lower, 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 never replenishing it. So the people who are on the bottom have whatever's left. And people will fuck with the food in the middle section. I mean, they'll piss on the scraps at times. And then the kicker is every couple of days you wake up on a different floor. So you don't know... And how the food's going to be and how you're going to react. The craziest thing was the release time because that was right when COVID hit and where everyone and the was, food was freaked yes. out. And then there's like, okay, how? And the, the the shelves started becoming empty. Yeah. And also, I think if I remember, I think Screenland, we did a movie watch party for that. I had like some post film discussion afterwards. And it was time. It was timely. It was felt prescient. It'll it work gross. as a cautionary. Tale. It was super gross. It was gross. It was oh. a gross film. Oh, so that's, that's so that's, that's a good. S- and, oh, my God. Again. now, <laughs> Wow. And again, it's it works on multiple levels. So hopefully now you're bringing in some of your more pretentious crowd. But also, mm-hmm. it's, I love that one. I It's a great choice. Thanks. I almost I almost put that on there. Well, my third film genius, um, I think you'll dig this one because um, I, I'd like to think I went from kid friendly to now straight up Stephen King approved <laughs> as my trailers are grizzly. And piranha, because we are indeed uh, <laughs> getting sensitive with our hair, with the hair pieces, hair plugs. Yes! We're going to walk the plank! Damn right, with alligator. Oh, fuck yeah, we're going to be cooking with steak. Steak. You got to use the heat. The, the heat's the front. Yeah, the heat. <laughs> I love that movie! Because we mentioned it before, <laughs> and Henry Silva just passed. I know. I know. And... Poor one valve. Well, and Henry, honestly, well, professional I sh- creep, Henry Zilver. Oh, he is so golden and glorious. And what I'd like to think is this is a creature feature. And through to me, and through. any kind of creature feature is going to consist of p- things being eaten, mm-hmm. be it pets, be it people, be it, you know, a public property at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's all Wedding over parties. the place. Oh, my God. <laughs> An alligator is fits that nice mixture, I think, of 70s character pieces so the parents can still enjoy it. And any kids or teens that are still there, again, beyond the walking the plank scene, I think it still works as just a giant monster movie. So I might have a walkout or two, but honestly, it's it's alligator. 
Mm-hmm. You know, come for the alligators, stay, stay for Robert for, Forrester. Stay for the hair jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we're reaching our one, two, three. This is going to so be our six o'clock. Yeah, fourth film, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. What do we got on tap, Genius? So it's about dinner time. People are getting hungry. You know, they just got fin- maybe, maybe they just got finished being gross. So they need something engaging while they eat. Right. So what better movie than to show a cannibal? Movie? Oh boy! But okay. it had to come to that. But at the same time. I'm thinking, okay, we're having a good time so far. We're having a lot of fun. Let's keep this way, but a subversively fun cannibal movie set in a different time. So I'm throwing in my first trailers 28 weeks later. Okay. Because that opening scene is hard fucking breaking. It's terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. And then I'm throwing in a little bit of Bone Tomahawk trailer okay. for a little bit of extra okay. flavor. We're going to go old westy and and try to ignore the fact that there's a diddler on screen when we're exploring ravenous. So, man, oh, man. I also have that on my list. Uh, this is actually my second to last movie. Oh, nice. No, but quite honestly, this could place anywhere. It's a great film, and it's funny. When we're introduced to the it, colonel, and he's like, ah, and he's screaming in the, the pool. or the, the Oh, stream. yeah. It's, yeah. Well, Antonio Bird, the late, great Antonio Bird, directed this and came in late to the movie, actually. And uh, changed she, everything about it. And she was a friend of Robert Carlyle, who, can he be in Calling All Creeps? Mm, no, no, really. Because he's played enough redeeming characters. If you ever okay, wait. So, so his Monty. turn is John Lennon. Come on. No, I'm, no, he's played enough like characters with a lot okay. of heart where That's he's right. not can creepy. It, can we an honorable mention? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, in this film. Oh yeah. When you he, he's healed his heel turn, especially like Begbie. Yes, he yeah. can be as Begbie or Twenty Eight. He's well, and, definitely calling on. And he's the one that gets them together. He's the ruffian gang. He's well, like with Vinnie Jones. And we were lucky enough. This was also a Monday mystery movie night at Tapcade. And to see it with, I actually saw that in the theater Me in too. 1999. And we may have, I was practically, I remember desolate. About as desolate as the setting in Ravenous. Because I had to go to Studio 30, way out of my comfort zone. I think I was at the plaza at Ooh. that point. Oh, fancy. Yeah. And I, I remember it came from watching, uh, reading Chud. So it hit that magical time in 99 and it's funny but it without funny. being like slapstick it's like just genuinely like but also this is your second film in a row featuring some gnarly real food like gross situations with the rare steak yeah and everything involved oh, oh and again apologies to one jeffrey jones or at least those you know affected uh so my six o'clock was uh motel hell um i thought after seeing alligator i would stay in the year of 1980 because from something that has some funny moments but is more of a creature feature to something that is it's a horror comedy. Yeah. But it's darker. You've you know, especially I don't know the the age range, but you know, there's still a lot of people that would grow up with Nick at night, so they watched Cheers. Yeah. So to see Cliff Clavin in that kind of a predicament. Or to say like, hey, that's the voice from all your Pixar movies you like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It it hits different and it's always that genuine joy when you go back and you see someone like that in a genre movie. You're like, oh, snap. Plus, it's got Rory Calhoun standing around doing things. I mean. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. So let's go to, into our fifth film, 8 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Genius, what's on the menu? It is 8 o'clock. It's time for some good old-fashioned slasheristic fun. Oh, boy. So we are first off starting my trailers. Our Hamburger University, oh. our Hamburger the Motion Picture. I'm right? getting burger hungry. Because you're getting burger hungry. And then the... The television trailer for it, 
the the uh, old miniseries. I, okay, okay. Right? Not not the theatrical, yeah. the television. Yeah. Like coming soon on ABC, Family Night of the Week, right? Building it up. So we have fast food. We have a killer clown. We have the underappreciated goofy slasher drive through. Okay, I, I it's an it's an I've seen that. I couldn't even BS my way through it. Why? Okay, sell me on this one. So basically, it's your old fashioned slasher, but it's a haunted drive through restaurant where one of the workers becomes disfigured and goes insane, and he takes the mask. That's as the legend goes, takes the mascot head which is basically like this clown because it's called hellburger okay and fair so enough like this demonic clown and he goes around slashing people in the drive through restaurant as you would want to see people being slashed in a drive through restaurant fucking front faces in the fryer things in the slicer you know microwave shit can so. we have thrown a little uh beavis and butthead on the pre-show there with a little burger world yeah right <laughs> so this is why i would love to go to a 24-hour marathon to be introduced to a film that i had no idea even existed because that sounds fun and quite honestly your fifth film in based on your initial lineup this is this actually sounds like it'd be a good palate cleanser yeah in, in many ways when, that's kind of thing i'm looking at it all right let's let's go with the theme and then if it gets too fucking dark Right, if we start, because on a marathon you don't want. There's some dark. You no, know, I'll save that for later. Let, let's so yeah. So my uh, fifth film is going to be one that I am actually would be a would be an I've seen that for me. Um, I've only heard of it by a uh, reputation. Uh, this is also my foray into um, international horror, uh, but this would be from 1991, Delicatessen. Ooh, that's an I've seen that for me too. That's I got a trailer for oh, that. Oh shit, one. I should have said my trailers were uh, Eating Raul and The Cook, The Thief, The Wife and Her Lover. Nice. Oops, I got excited because I I I, don't, I know it's like a dystopian film. Right. That's all I know though. But basically the gist of it from like this and cuz I've never seen it and I want to see it. It's from the guy who did City of Lost Children and he, that movie is fucking slick. It's intense. Right? And so like basically it's a dystopian future where um, a butcher goes around s- killing people and selling their meat, but then like he his next victim, like his daughter, falls in love with, and so it's kind of like ah, so and I'm and th- it's French and weird, and that's just it. It's eight o'clock to me. This is one of those main course meals, and mm-hmm. I'd like to think that we can kind of get hefty, ideally, especially after the camp fun of Motel Hell. Uh, just to throw something kind of the, the tonal whiplash, if you will. And again, a first time viewing experience. So I can't vet it. So ideally, yeah. we're going to be reacting right along with everyone else with something like that, which to me is kind of the ideal of that. So 10 o'clock, we're definitely getting into more adult fare. Yes. Uh, what's next on the menu, Genius? Ironic that Delicatessen was your next spot because my trailers are Delicatessen. Okay. And um, Death Race 2000. I'm going a little horror comedy, a little goofy cannibalism, very prescient, very weird, very funny, featuring genre favorites, Mary Wernov and Paul Bartel eating Raul. So I like it when our films show up in the trailer reels for the ones that are involved there. That's good synergy. Because we don't we don't we don't share beforehand. Uh-huh. Not at all. Well, and honestly, that's a. Oh, uh, it's so, it's weird, it's fun, it's funny. It's, and then they kill people with a bonk. A bonk. Bonk. Well, it's it's Paul Bartel, mm-hmm. and it's him directing, and it's Mary Warrenoff. This is They're just killing it, because they, they know, they get it. Yeah. 
they're in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And not even the joke. They know the, t- the, the type of movie they're in. Yeah. And they know what it. they're satiring. That's fine dining there, my friend. That almost feels like the dinner theater. But it's adult. Yes, you know? very much I, so. It's very adult. Like, it's there's not a lot of gore. Um, but and it's a goofy premise, but you have to really kind of be an adult to see like that situation. And, and if you ever wanted to see it. the secretary from Ferris Bueller, you know, talk about the swingers do's and don'ts. Yes. <laughs> so righteous dude. <laughs> so I am actually the 10 o'clock hour. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more old school and my trailer reel is going to include the undertaker and his pals. Sweet. And I'll conclude with blood-sucking freaks. Oh. As I am going to actually worship a little Sheetar and go to 1963's Blood Feast. Nice. Nice. I was an, I actually was the, I watched it for the first time last year. And I love the idea that in 1963, he went out, Herschel Gordon Luce went out and made this nasty, gnarly, gory film that had, you look at the context, you read it, it freaked people out. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, there's something wrong with this individual, you know, there's... What was the name of this goon? Um, the guy with the overalls. I could not remember the names on that one. Oh, he was a trip. Everyone's effective, though. Yeah. And it's fun, it's funny, it's gross. You can just feel, like, how everyone involved, you can tell they, they know they're making this, like, transgressive kind of art. This, this bladder... And that and people like still talk about to this day, saying, the, "Man, that's fucked up." <laughs> he's the Godfather of gore. It's yeah, still is. effective, and that's why I liked it so much that it didn't feel old because everything's vibrant. Like it almost feels like Jallo blood, the way it just pops off the screen. And yes, there is a lot of feasting going on with that one. Yeah. So closing out ten o'clock, not bad, not bad. So the midnight hour. Genius. Mm-hmm. Midnight so, snack. What are we doing? Midnight snack. We're taking an intermission break. Ooh, an, ooh intermission. We're taking an intermission break. There's a there's an episode of Tales from the Dark Side that fucked me up when I was a kid. And I figured midnight's the time you want to get up, stretch, get your second wind, grab a couple of smokes if you need to. You know, do whatever you need to do. Refill libations, sober up, grab some coffee, <laughs> whatever. But if you want to watch this this episode of Tales from the Dark Side, or was it monsters? I gotta double check on this. One. But basically, this this uh, woman sees this thing on TV where it's like, "Hey, lose weight with these pills. These pills will drastically change your life and lose all this weight." And she's like, "All right, cool." So she takes these pills, and what happens is is like, okay, you think it's gonna turn like monsters or eggs or something? It affects her brain where the food that she's about to eat looks like it has a face and become sentient and it's like please don't eat us please don't eat us right and so the whole thing of it is she basically is trying to live her life while not like because they're like oh we beg of you we have a family don't eat us don't eat us we just want to be live and all that stuff and so she's trying to like not eat him and when she does if she does finally bite one it screams in terror and just like and so she's has to figure out how to live with those things. That's it's terif- terrifying. That sounds yeah. That I, I so I am the person that would stay in his seat to watch the intermission because I always love. I 
actually I kind of got like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up a little when she started going into that concept. That's horrifying. Yeah. My God. Okay. Well, intermission. I'm kind of spent. What am I going into after that? So you need a bit of a palate cleanser, but you need to come in out of intermission with a fucking bang, right? It's the midnight hour. So let's get gross, but let's get future classy gross. My trailers are Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings Return of the King, right? We are going to get all about aliens coming down to Earth, being extremely gnarly, making the finest stew this side of Uranus. We're going to go Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. (laughs) That's amazing. So... Weirdly enough, not weirdly <laughs> enough, very sympathetico here. I was just showing genius without revealing the other things in my lineup. I also would be screening Bad Taste it's at midnight. It's a midnight movie. It's, I think, getting a 4K restoration eventually via Blu-ray. A Gross. lot of his early work. Yeah, and that's a very good way to describe a lot of his early work is Gross. gross. Between that... Meet the Feebles, uh, Dead, Dead Alive. Alive. There are multiple moments throughout all of those films that where you will gag, yeah. and the vomit scene in this movie. Oh, still gag-inducing. The the pushing in of the brains. The character of Derek, played by one Peter Jackson. Uh, now, I will say my uh, trailers for this one was uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Compliance. <laughs> And Compliance <laughs> nice. is a really mean movie. It is not a fun movie dealing with the uh, that horrendous case in that fast food place. No, I was thinking like Killer Clowns too because of the whole they're eating the popcorn thing, and I was like, oh no. And I didn't. And I was really trying to almost came down to a coin flip of um of uh, Dead Alive or Bad Taste, sure. but I know I want because they're both fucking gnarly. But the whole scene, the whole dinner scene to Dead Alive is true gnarly. But then the fact that the aliens are coming down to make people into stew. Yep. And they have to regurgitate it first to make it. Yeah. The cook worked extra hard on this one. Big butted goons. Oh, God. And they're his, they're his, but they're practical. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. the heyday of everything. And it's it's low budget. And that's the, again, so many of us. The seagull splatter. And when we realized of who was going to be doing Lord of the Rings, we're like, wait, that. That dude? That Peter Jackson? <laughs> that dude? We had those giggles. Is Gimli going to be played by a hippopotamus? You know, sprouting a machine gun? But the best part, though, is there's so much horror throughout that trilogy. Yeah, And a there's lot. so much of Peter Jackson in it. So I'm glad. And here, I haven't watched any of the Hobbit trilogy that Neither came out. Have I. I mean, no, I take that back. I have seen them, but I like The Lord of the Rings a lot better. Yeah, and it's just, I, it's. I'm not going to necessarily go out. That's why I'm a, I love his work, but I don't necessarily go out and see everything. I would know. like for him to come back to Splatter. I would love to see that. Him and Raimi, they, like every five years, bring him back. Give him a limited budget so they have to still get creative. Yeah. You know, because that's the best part is that creativity that comes from that. So great. I, again, great minds thinking alike at midnight. So that being said, two o'clock in the morning, genius. What are we doing? Things are winding down. Things are not not winding down. Some people are getting up. Some people are, you know, feeling feisty, feeling funky. So what better way to kind of like make sure everybody's either you can take a sleep if you want or you can watch and enjoy. But one of the OGs, one of the OG humans is food movies. We're showing my trailers are the Ten Commandments. (laughs) And Planet of the Apes. Ah. 
Get your filthy balls off me, you damn dirty ape. Right? We are going to show Soylent Green, the OG. Soylent Green is people. It's people. Because for a lot of people, I'm sure it'll be, and I've seen that. Of for course. some people, it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen it millions of times. I saw it again back in the day, Kung Fu Theater, but it yep. wouldn't be out of place coming on at 2 o'clock in the morning when you're flipping channels on the old <laughs> dials. True. Like, oh, shit, 62? Fucking cool. Ray Adams is showing Soylent Green? Bet. Bet. And quite honestly, though, this is one that some people will get. You know what? Quite honestly, if they doze through it until the very end when you get the reveal. It's people! It's people! Oh, cool. I, I hit the part. We're good. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that's some good programming there. Well, I, this one was tough for me, especially with my last one, two, three, four, you know, five that I'm looking to close out with. But I wanted to go with something that was new and something that had a one word title. So I'm actually going to be, my trailer reel is for men from this year. And then Fear from 1996, mm-hmm. which I actually saw back in the theater back in the day. Saw so that that scene. And, and what was it? Uh, Nicole Forever on his chest. And then the uh, the the roller coaster the roller scene. Coaster scene. Yeah, Whee! yeah. But that leads us into a film from 2022 and one that is probably definitely going to be making my top ten of the year. Fresh. Ooh, I've yet to see that one. I heard nothing but good things. It. I think. Because of the energy involved with the movie and the fact that the actual title itself doesn't come up until about 30 minutes into the film, kind of like an RRR, Mm -hmm. where it takes you by surprise, it's a film that took me by surprise. Uh, It works in terms of the social commentary. It also has the ending of it. There's a gag, which made me cackle out loud when I watched it the first time. And I would love to see it with a crowd because this is also one... You could doze off through it, that's fine, and you would wake up and there's certain heinous acts happening that you might go, oh my God, I'm going back to bed. I kind of like this whole subversion of meat cute's gone wrong now. You know, I, I, you know, honestly, though, that makes sense because there's so many ways now that you can meet cute through apps, uh, just, you know, which it makes sense. It's kind of a reflection of the time, but I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it, and it puts a whole new spin on uh, Blue Apron. So that being said, <laughs> four o'clock now. We're getting weird. Uh, what are we? What, what's on the menu at four o'clock here, genius? Four o'clock. This is where this movie, this movie that I'm about to talk about and show, is probably one of the most fucked up things this side of the Serbian film. It is from China. The director. Okay, so my. My um, I don't even know what he trailers to do. I had some written down, but oh no, here we go. Um, the ex- the trilogy that it came from, three extremes. Okay, okay, and then a movie that I thought would probably sell what it really might be about. Patty Murphy's The Perished. Okay, we are showing Fruit Chan's Dumplings. You've told me about this movie. We were possibly looking on programming at certain times. You've thrown that out as an idea just on the main feed of the show. Okay, 4 o'clock in the morning, this people are dozing in and out. This is People gonna... are dozing in yeah. and out. If you fall asleep or don't want to watch it, I understand. But if you become intrigued, 
and it's a slow burn because you're like, okay, what's happening? And then at the very end, you're like, well, when you realize what she has to do, either you're like, all right, I can go to sleep now, or uh, yeah, I'm in for this ride. So this is probably one of the, I was like, <laughs> but let's roll with it because it's food-based and it's fucked up. Well, and anytime you go international, like we say, you know, you realize there's going to be the culture shock. And let's face it, sometimes international cuisine mm-hmm. is tough to stomach. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. So I'll, I'm also staying international at four o'clock in the morning and also going something that is more of a slow burn. Uh, but I'm going to start with the uh, trailer for uh, Switchblade Romance. Ooh. AKA Hot Tension, uh-huh. and then ending with uh, the trailer for Eddie Murphy's Delirious. As oh, is are, is are you gonna have like a little bit of ODB in the <laughs> pre-show? I believe he likes it raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and a movie again, another one that's more modern, more current, and mm-hmm. is all about a sisterly relationship it goes to very weird places it gets awkward and another one though where you could get a few z's here and there but if you wake up during the party scene oh lord or one of the hazing scenes oh lord that's intense again i have mad respect for vets but i have mad respect even more mad respect for french french vets vets. yes Mm -hmm. so yeah uh four o'clock i am definitely uh taking a bite out of raw Mm mm-hmm so six o'clock in the morning, sun's coming up a little do, genius. Do, 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 do. Time for breakfast. <laughs> Time for breakfast. Yay! What better way for breakfast? Okay, so my trailers, my trailers are going to be, you know, waking up Christmas morning, like, oh yay, this is fun, right? So Silent Night, Deadly Night no. Four is my trailer. Okay. My second one is Gentle Ben. No Ben, no, right? Because you know what? What's that one trope? We can have junk food for breakfast. Remember back in the day when they had ice cream scoop cereal where it's ice cream for breakfast? Oh, yeah. Awesome. So we're going to have a little Clint Howard ice cream breakfast with the ice cream man. You know that's and I've seen that. Oh, it's fucking ridiculously wonderful. Clint Howard as a killer ice cream man. Yes. Basically take the killer that they were talking about in the burbs and make a movie starring Clint Howard as him. Oh, he turns people into ice cream cones. He's got his own diddle murder van. I know it's all about the grenadine. Uh-huh. It's wacky. It's wacky. You know, and that's kind of perfect because that is just a pure sugary movie to take in that ideally will give you that bolt of energy mm-hmm. that you need. Start your day off right. And again, I'm ideally, I probably, I'm probably still recovering from dumplings. So this, again, I think is a the shot in the arm. Cleanser, yeah. Yeah, that I need. I like that. I like that. Well- I went, again, contemporary for my 6 o'clock in the morning one, and one that I th- I hope people will find funny, because I found it oddly funny, oddly compelling, but that shouldn't be surprising given the filmmaker. Uh, so my trailers are going to be uh, Flux Gourmet, mm-hmm. which was a recent movie, and Shivers. <laughs> Don't dream Because we're getting, I think, a nice combination of creepy, classic, and contemporary with David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. Ooh, I still get to see that. There is this, like, Cronenberg Ikea chair that he has to sit in, and it feeds him. And it's it stimulates his body and, like, contracts his body in certain ways to for him to swallow it. It's 
terrifying. There's a whole subplot of these people that have evolved that they have to eat plastic to survive. Like, and on top of that, it's all built around performance art. And it's funny. Like, there's genuine moments where they're having talking about this inner beauty contest because uh, um, Vigo's <laughs> character has, can create these new organs inside. It's nuts, dude. And it's Cronenberg. It's a Cronenberg mixtape from 2022. Huh. It's well worth your time if huh. you haven't. If you want to check huh. it out. But I'm I'm hoping it's just one of those quirky ones again, based on literal the eating scenes that are happening. Yeah. It's so Cronenberg. Simple way. So, 8 o'clock in the morning, two films left. Genius. Mm-hmm. After the sugary goodness of Ice Cream Man. We're going to go a little bit nostalgia. We're going to go a little bit of retro with childhood trauma. In the way you wouldn't think. We're going to make you question what you think is real and what is not with actually a double feature. Um, okay. The first part of my double feature for the last one, the, my trailers are... From the director of this movie, he also directed My Boyfriend's Back. He also starred in, as he's a regular, as one of the Christopher Guest players. But we're going to go a little bit of Randy Quaid goodness with parents. Uh, yes. That was... That's a trip of a movie. And that competed in... Mouth of March Madness. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which year. Uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And... I know, and go back to our uh, Wraith V episode. Yeah. And the fact that we were talking about that at one time, Randy Quaid was considered an established good character actor. Yeah. And because his character, this whole like, are they or aren't they cannibals from the kid's point of view, his whole trauma, the whole, that whole bedroom dream sequence, it's, it's terrifying and weird and gross. And yet it makes you question, like, okay, are my parents cannibals? Because they're over there cooking people in the big old jacuzzi to what he thinks, and so they're left over just to be. Mm-hmm. It's well, and what, Vestron put out a great Blu-ray for it, and I think it's one that definitely deserves a wider audience because I think, and again, in the pantheon of cannibal films, it's largely forgotten. There are ones that are more controversial, but this right. one you plays it subtle. Again, you like the nuance. I do like the nuance with my cannibal films. And the know? score, I think, was also kind of yeah. yeah. It's, it was I'm, cool. I'm gonna have to go back to that one. And it was just that weird Technicolor '50s dreamscape of it, mm-hmm. just that heightened thing. That's yeah. and we're we're a fan of that. Yeah, go go to Pearl. So my eight o'clock in the morning screening uh, was gonna be Ravenous. Uh, I definitely wanted to again something that is funny. And again. The kind of awkward funny that where you feel weird laughing at, like right. in Crimes of the Future, same thing. Ravenous is the same thing. You know, people still feel awkward about the he was licking me. <laughs> but my trailers were actually going to be uh, Cannibal the Musical and the Proposition. Which have you seen that one? No. That is uh, where it does have Guy Pierce, uh, Australian Western. Oh no, that's the one where he's like, "I'll buy your land for." Um... No, no, he's actually he's hired to go kill his brother, basically. And it is dirty. It is sweaty. It is gory. It is grimy. It is great. And I love me some, you know, Guy Pierce. I just think he's, you know, next level. So I think Ravenous is, again, one of those ones that just not enough people have seen. So I was hoping, ideally, second to last, expose some people to some good stuff. And again, even if it has Jeffrey Jones. So, right? <laughs> genius. Last film of the marathon, man. I mean, we people, they're kind of put their shades on because the yep. light's streaming in at this point. Yep. What are we closing out with? Oh, we're closing out with a bang. We're closing out with the 
for me one of the end all be alls when it comes to consumption and weird again a double feature of what's real and what's not can i trust the people who raised me or are they some sort of weird member of some sort of parasitic cult mm -hmm. so my trailers are going to be the blob okay and slither for the simple fact, we are going to get ooey gooey oh, no. and close oh, everything no. oh, no. out. Oh, no. We're closing everything out with society. End with the bang. What better way to end the double the, the, the movie marathon than with the thrill of the hunt and the taste of, of the, the shunt. shunt? Oh, Lord. That way, if Adrian's in there, also. He's cursing you. He can he's say, left. No, he's gone. He's like, okay, it's the last movie. I've already done it. Cool. I'm out. You know? Good job on the other 11, right? So that's why. But, of course, what a way to end it with the shunt. You're not kidding. It's, and again, I know there are still people that are discovering that movie, and it is, you will never forget. <laughs> You're very shunting. No. So dress nicely. I figured that would and, be the good cherry on the top <laughs> of the dessert. I, I would be giggling from the first moment of the reveal, and especially <laughs> the trailer reel going, oh, yeah, I know where we're going there. So I also want to kind of close with a bang, and this one also definitely, I can defend it pretty easily for the most part, um, but I'm going to basic do some basic trailers here. Uh, I'm going to be showing the trailer for Prince of Darkness, uh, and then showing the trailer for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Nice. I am ending with a literal middle finger as we're going to go out with John Carpenter's They Live. I didn't know you guys like to be down with 24-hour programming. <laughs> you know what? This is It's kind of a slower film. It's a slower build, but quite honestly, it has Worth such... It. It's a reputation movie, and, it, and we've talked about the prescience of it and the cautionary tale aspect of it. And much like with Society, is a take on class. Same thing with They Live. Yeah. You just have Brian Usna with one viewing lens and John Carpenter with the other but quite honestly with the inclusion of one buck flower you've got the fight scene that never ends uh and the great ending just one of the great endings yep. Carpenter at his most punk rock I would think that would be a nice way to close mine there but honestly regardless man I think either of these would have been fun to sit through absolutely, absolutely. even based on the amount of first-time screenings again the classics now that being said for anyone out there that is listening if you've been to a marathon, tell us about it. Uh, what would your 24-hour consumption-eating films consist of? Mm -hmm. Let us know. And then, of course, if you attended Nerdoween, thank you for coming out. You know, it's always a good time. We'll we'll eventually break everything down on the annual Halloween oh, hangover. hangover. Yep. Mm -hmm. So until next week, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Chabo burgers and buffalo chips. Wash it all down with a moose shake. Lick your fingers and smack your lips. Suck four hours on your fingertips. At the Hungry Heifer, we won't give you a bone steer. steer.